art on your sleeve. Hello and welcome to Art on Your Sleeve, a podcast about art, design and the music industry. This is episode 12, a supplement to Classic Pop magazine issue 13 that was published in October-November 2014, the one with Spandau Ballet on the cover. For that issue of Classic Pop, I wrote a pop art piece about Bob Linney and his design work for The Beloved. And in this podcast, we go into a little more detail about some of the um, other artists that he's worked with and about the re-release of The Beloved's Happiness album, which he's been working on the artwork for. To provide a little insight into Bob and his work, here's a little bit from the introduction of the pop art piece that I wrote for the magazine. Striking, surreal and suffused with rich colour, the artwork that graces the beloved's recorded output is a perfect example of the strength and consistency of a vision that can happen when a collaboration is based on mutual trust rather than interference. Links to many of the things that we discuss in this interview are in the show notes on my website at softoctopus.co.uk where you can also leave comments and questions and feel free to leave a review or give me some stars on your podcast platform of choice. So sit back, enjoy the podcast and let's say Hello. to Bob Linney. So thanks for joining me, Bob. Um, what we're going to do in this podcast is look back at uh, all of the record sleeves that you've designed predominantly for the beloved starting in 1990, but before no, 1989, wasn't it actually? But before we do that, you did some record sleeves for UB40, didn't you? Yes, I did. I did uh, their album Rap, Rap in the Kitchen. Also a couple of uh, singles. Uh, one was for the song All I Want To Do. Another one was for Sing Our Own Song. And how did that happen? Was that your, that was your first foray into record sleeve design? So how did it actually happen? I uh, was lying in bed one night and at about one o'clock the phone rang and I thought, oh God, I better answer it. We don't usually get phone calls at that time. And uh, it turned out to be the, the then manager of UB40 phoning from California or somewhere asking me to design the next cover. And he, he had seen quite a lot of my work, poster, poster work mainly, in and around uh, London. And he obviously quite liked it. So he got me to design um, the album and the singles covers. And that's how it worked. That's how it worked for the for the beloved as well, wasn't it? Didn't John Marsh see a poster that you'd designed for the Coin Street Community Builders project when that was in London? Yeah, that's right. How did you know that? <laughs> I've done my research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Coin Street. Uh, over the years, I've done lots of work for them. I don't do it now, but 
There was a period when I was very busy with Coin Street work down on the South Bank in London. And um, as well as posters and banners and various other materials, they asked me to um, design and actually paint a couple of billboards, which were something like 32 feet wide and 12 feet high. Wow. And I managed to paint, I did two, but the one John saw was, they were both, uh, uh, similar in the way I made them. So I uh, I painted them in sections by hand um, on eight by four sheets of um, plywood. And then they were assembled on site to, to make the full-size billboard. And that billboard was very visible from Waterloo Bridge. So every day, you know, millions of people cross Waterloo Bridge one way or another in normal times that is probably not now but um, John I don't know if he was driving or if he was on a bus or something but he noticed that billboard and I think he really liked it and then because of that he contacted me you know he phoned and then um, he came up here I'm, I'm, I'm out in Suffolk you know I'm not in London yeah and John came over several times and that stayed with us a couple of times to discuss the beloved designs which um, I think well people seem to think they they turned out quite well so I was I was very happy to get that job and um, I should also say that uh, I tend to say this when talking about the beloved what a nice guy John Marsh is really terrific to work for and he gave me sort of very broad briefs for the designs, but, but he, having done that, he left, he gave me, I had as much freedom as I wanted uh, to actually uh, produce the designs, you know, and uh, it was a really good working relationship. And I don't know if you, you know, but just very recently, John got back in touch with me because they're um, reissuing the Happiness album. Yeah, it's coming out on the 31st of July, isn't it? Yeah, I believe it is, yeah. I, in fact, in the last few weeks, I've been working um, pretty full on on that. John's down in Cornwall. He managed to get out of London and uh, we've been communicating on email and phone. So what does this entail and what have you been adding to the uh, updated package for for, it, for the re-release? I don't know if you remember the original. Yeah, yeah. It had an inner sleeve which was sort of the same design in a sense as the front cover. But while I was screen printing it, I, I often used to experiment and um, sort of throw ink all around on the screen to get a mono print, which was a kind of unusual technique, you know. So that, that inner sleeve was basically the, the front cover that I'd kind of put lots of splatter right. in different colours over it. So when it came to this reissue, they, they wanted the front cover to be very similar really to the original, but inside the outer cover, there there's going to be two LPs each of which has its own sleeve or envelope, you know. Yeah. So there were various other sides to um, design. So really, really what I 
what the, the main thing I did was really work from what I'd done, however long ago it is, <laughs> probably 30 years or something. It is 30 years, yeah. Yeah, and I kind of, um, I managed to produce different coloured versions of that image. What I managed to do was to put a kind of splattered version sort of on top of those images. So you've got a, something something vaguely similar to the inner sleeve of the original. And I, I guess since you originally did that 30 years ago, technology's moved on quite a lot because that was all silk screened originally, wasn't it? So has the updated <laughs> design been done on a computer or did you go back to, to back to the screens? Yeah, no, it, it, it's, it's a completely different uh, technology now. Um, I used to love uh, screen printing, you know, very hands-on, messy, you know, you'd end up with paint all over the place and have a lot of fun, you know, it's a really great medium. But there came a time for every um, graphic artist or designer, as I'm sure you know, yeah. when you, you really, you couldn't present clients or printers with kind of old style artwork. It had all, all, always to be on digital, you know, so all the new designs I've done for the beloved album, um, yeah, everything, well, nearly everything was done on, um, on, on the computer. Yeah, it does make I a lot of nearly everything because um, they're also releasing a double CD. Uh, one, one CD will be the happiness songs. Yeah. Uh, which will use a sort of different coloured version of more or less the original design, but in different colourways. Uh, but the second CD is a CD of music, I think I'm right in saying, music that the Beloved made at a studio called Wolf Studios, which never really saw the light of day, I think. John wanted to make it different enough from the Beloved stuff, but he wanted it to sort of connect with them in a way, basically because it was the same person doing them, you know. So I did, and, and they only wanted that CD cover in black and white. Right. So I did some drawings based on the idea of Wolf Studio and mixing and remixing and all of that stuff, you know, technological. Yeah, so the second CD has got basically just a, a, a black and white drawing on the front which shows a head someone's head in the middle and into his right ear are coming lots of disorganized lines going into his <laughs> ear and but out of the other side from his left ear is a nice perfectly horizontal waveform you know and i was obviously trying to say how wonderful Wolf Studios are, you know, you can go in in a complete mess and come out the other end with this great perfect product, you know. I look forward to seeing it. I think that artwork always summed up the album really nicely as well, so it's nice that it's nice that you've continued to work on the project because many albums when they get reissued they don't go back to the original artist, they'll give it to another designer who doesn't often have the same respect for the original artwork, which is quite sad. Yeah, yeah, no, I was really pleased to, to do it.
I think as well, it's, it, it, there's a nice heart, harm, a sweet harmony even there with the, I was just reading the, some of the notes from uh, when I spoke to you a few years back for Classic Pop magazine and John, John said that uh, everything about their music was about egalitarianism and love and his mindset and, and your style just clicked initially. And it was a perfect free-spirited example of how I felt in my heart. So there's a, there's a yeah. mutual respect there. Yeah, well, I did. I just mentioned how nice it has been working with him. You know, it's a sort of perfect client. You know, he, he'll give you enough of a sort of fairly vague brief, and then it was up to me. And of course, that was a terribly enjoyable kind of work to have. You know, back in the days before design was done by committee. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> well, we could speak a lot about how things have changed, but. <laughs> You know, one, one, one thing is that's changed is that in the old days, clients didn't keep coming back to you and saying, oh, can you just change this? Or mm. can you make that colour slightly different? Can you do this? Because people know it's possible to do it. But uh, yeah, back in the day, if, if I'd done a watercolour painting that had taken me a week to paint very carefully, you know, nobody was going to say, oh, can you change that? <laughs> So before that album in 1990, the, the first thing that you did for The Beloved was the cover of the single The Sun Rising, wasn't it? Was that, was that the first design? I think it probably was, yeah. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I, th I think it was. And that's and a little... That, that, that's that, that's, sorry, Andrew. No, I was just going to say, I think you're probably about to say what I was just about to say, that it's, it's probably one of my favourite pieces, but... That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, well done. Yeah, there's something about it that's, uh, I don't know, it just does the job, you know. Yeah, there were, there were a, a lot of different, like, like you were talking before about different colourways as well. There were different nice colourway variations of that, weren't there? From sort of pinks and purples to yellows and greens and blues. There was a lovely, it was a lovely range of single covers. Yeah. Well, that again was uh, really down to screen printing uh, and you could overlay colours in such a way that you, you got the mixed colour where, you know, two colours were overlaid. So, you, you know, you, I, I seem to always or often end up with colours that you wouldn't, I would never have got if I just um, started with a blank file on a computer, you know. Yeah, there's a, there's a degree of, sort of happy accident, isn't there, about it? Yeah, that's right, yeah. And, and, and the sort of mixed colours are so nice often. Had I been painting it or doing it on a computer, you wouldn't have got anything like the same um, effect. So that's another great, great thing about screen printing. I mean, I don't actually do any screen printing now. I, I'm telling you how wonderful it is, but I, I don't do any at the moment, except for the odd, um, if somebody wants some printing done on um, fabric, you know.
So just moving through some of the other singles that you created for the beloved, the, the sleeve of Hello. What, what was, can you talk a bit about that design? Because it's quite different to your work in that there's not, there's the sort of outline drawings that you do that look like they're slightly Keith Herring influenced almost. With Hello, it was much more um, slabs of colour. Can you remember how that design came about? You touched on something that, um, you know, basically pointing out that I have done sort of several different styles, design yeah. styles. I haven't ever really stuck to um, developing one style, which is um, mine. Although I think my stuff is recognisable for other reasons, you know. But um, that, that's partly because I never went to art school. Right. If, if you go to, or design school, you know, if you go and study graphics, I think it's very common to be told that what you need to do is develop your own style and stick to it. I was always in the real world, as it were, and I had to earn a living, or I wanted to earn a living doing graphics. So I was, I still am, you know, I was sort of prepared to take on any job that interested me really but then i would try and do it in a way that suited that particular job and it didn't always mean doing the same kind of style you know sometime before i did that hello design i used to work in london where we had a, a workshop called x3 posters i used to work with a chap called ken mahag and we employed a few people, mainly friends who couldn't get jobs elsewhere. <laughs> and uh, we, we did a lot of stuff for um, Miles Copeland. Oh, yeah. The manager of the police. Yeah. That was in the period before the police were signed by A&M Records, after which A&M did most of the design stuff. I mean, we did the first police album cover. But we did also, before that, lots of posters uh, and, and small seven-inch single labels and stuff uh, for the police, before they were very well known. And one of those, we had to design a, 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 a label to go in the middle of a seven-inch disc for the police. And they wanted it somehow to look like uh, a kind of planet or something to do with space. And um, at the, at, around, about, <clears throat> around about that time, there was a, a drink, a pills drink, beer, I'm talking about now, mm -hmm. which had a rather ornate presentation. But the top of it had a, a green silver foil section, you know, just for ornamentation. But we used to drink quite a lot of that pills at the time. and. Um, so I took an empty bottle and peeled off the foil and I was going to say scanned it, but I didn't, we didn't scan it because it, there, were, well, there, were, there weren't scanners in, in those days. So we did something in the dark room and ended up making this, what we thought, uh, a, a label that looked like um, the surface of the moon. <laughs> you had to use your imagination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that, and that was that sort of green colour on the Hello right. design. 
so sort of. I mean, it's not quite as black and white. Well, it's not black and white, but you know, it's not quite as straightforward as that. But that sort of where something to do with that came into the hello design, and I think John and I must have had conversations, or he he must have told me stuff about sort of making it almost like you were seeing possibly the earth or a planet for the first time and sort of saying hello <laughs> if that makes any kind of sense that's a really because interesting the other thing I, the other thing i liked about that that um, cover though was um the lettering it was really nice doing i did some other drawings which weren't used but it was very nice it's a nice word to use if you want to play around with lettering So moving on from that, my, my particular favourite was the cover of Time After Time with all of the different uh, sort of faces in profile in the different colours. Um, can you remember how that came together? Yeah, that, that, I really like that one as well. We have similar tastes, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really just to do with um, repetition and, and rhythm, you know. Another quick thing that may be of interest is that the Time After Time design is in, in a way more typical of my work in that it has, it's really based on line, you know, whereas Hello, as you pointed out, wasn't. Yeah. So that was based on a line which was drawn by me, of course. But I, I only say that because I always think that lines that are produced by the human hand have a lot more life and energy in them than lines that are produced by a machine. Uh, and I think that, that inevitably sort of comes across. But the time after time, and yeah, it was just about um, a kind of repetition because, well, the title is about repetition, isn't it? And, and a kind of rhythm. And rhythm, I think, is a fantastic thing, not only in music, <laughs> but in, in design. You know, I often find myself thinking that this has got to be rhythmical. I did a whole load of work for the Arts Council Contemporary Music Network in the 80s. And they were mainly based, I'd start off with a pencil and paper, you know, that's nice. And um, I used to listen to the music and as the music was playing, sort of draw, you know, to try and get something of the music into the image, you know. Moving onwards to, to the second album, to uh, the Conscience album and the singles, you, you went a bit more minimal with those designs. There was a lot more white space around and a bit more sort of breathing space for them. Was that a conscious decision? I suppose, I suppose it must have been. I can't remember if John said he wanted something more, um, more sort of iconic, you know. I don't know if he said that. He might have said <laughs> Something like that. It's a long time uh, ago. He might have said, keep it on a white background, or I might have said, let's have it on a white background. I, I, I can't really remember, but I never really thought of it before, but you're right. You know, it is a, actually a, 
a pretty big change, isn't it? I mean, you can still see your signature style in there. There's the kind of the energy and the gradients and the vibrant colours, but there is a definite sort of feels like the, the style has evolved into into something different. And, and so like I suppose for the time as well, it probably felt more modern with that white space, perhaps. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But they're lovely images, you know, I'm just looking at the sleeves now I've got here for Sweet Harmony and Rock to the Rhythm of Love and for the Cover of Conscience. I think they, they, they stand out as really nice, nice sleeve designs from that era because people were very much jumping on the digital bandwagon by that point. You know, computers yeah. were just starting to take over, so there's still a lovely organic quality about the design work. Yes, and, uh, you know, just mentioning the titles of some of the songs you know you couldn't really ask for nicer themes to work on as a yeah. designer you know yeah happiness you know rock to the rhythm of love and you know all those songs are so sort of positive aren't they they are yeah yeah it's, it's they work perfectly with the images which i suppose is a nice a nice segue into talking about about these images now and bringing them up to date because you've made available a series of these uh, these particular record covers as, as limited edition prints, haven't you? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've got an online shop, in fact. BobLinneyPosters.com if people want to go online and find them. Yeah, BobLinneyPosters.com. How did you go about selecting which images to, to make available? Over the years, I've ended up with lots of um, what you might call proofs. Uh, in other words, artwork that wasn't actually used for the record cover or the poster, whatever it might be. So in the case of those beloved images, as I mentioned earlier, I used to do each image that, that we chose or that John and I settled on and then do that image in different colours. So I might do, I might have done, um, you know, 20 or 30 prints, each one different from the others. John would then choose one that was going to be used for reproduction. And I was left, in that case, with the rest. So that's how I ended up with the, the beloved ones. It was basically because I gave John lots of colour versions to choose from. Mostly we printed posters in those days by hand ourselves in silk screen. So I always, well, I, I actually didn't always, but I, I, I sometimes kept a few examples of the posters that we didn't need to fulfill the order. So again, over the years, I accumulated planches full of old posters. And um, yeah, so I've got, and I've got lots of the ones I did for the Arts Council and all sorts of bits and pieces. And I, I I'd sort of always meant to get them organized a bit better. And when this lockdown period came in, I thought to myself, uh, it would be a good time to do what one of the things that I've been meaning to do for a long time. And, and that's really why I did it. So these posters and prints actually are originals from the period. They're not new prints that you've done. No, that, that's actually, I, I put that on the, um, on that, on the website, on the I was take, when when because um, you sent me the uh, time after time print. It arrived a couple of days ago, and I was 
staggered at how vibrant it was because growing up with the record cover and obviously over the last 30 years it's faded and then when I opened up this new print it's just so gloriously colourful it's an in it's incredible I would uh, if, if people are fans of your work I'd highly recommend that they get hold of these prints because the way you've stored them the colours have stayed really strong yeah well again this is a more praise for the medium of screen printing screen printing with spirit based inks although it's is environmentally bad and bad for your health and everything. There's nothing really except oil paint to touch it. With screen printing, you deposit what is actually a fairly thick layer of ink on the paper. Mm -hmm. Whereas with, with offset litho, which is the normal kind of printing that people will be more familiar with, the ink layer is actually very thin. So Anything done with offset litho after a while will fade, but those screen prints, I don't think they'll ever fade. And the intensity of the colours is kind of unparalleled. Yeah, it's going to look fantastic on my studio wall anyway. Thank you very much for um, spending time chatting with me and looking back at your career in the music industry. It's been really interesting getting that insight into the stories behind the design work. And if people want to uh, see your, your, your work generally, it's at boblinney.com and the posters are at boblinneyposters.com. That's right, isn't That's it? That's right, yeah. So thank you very much and I'm glad you're staying safe in these strange days of COVID-19. Thank you, Andrew. Cheers, bye-bye. Bye-bye.